The Laughter Permitted podcast and the season eight dopies are brought to you by Ally. Kick back, relax, and unwind. Let's have a good time finding the joy in life. We're smiling so bright, talking and laughing combined. Feeling all right, get comfortable listening. It's Laughter Permitted. Cue the crowd noise, Lynn. Welcome to the Season 8 Dopies. I'm Julie Foudy. I'm Lynn Ozawi. The Dopies mean one thing. Season 9 is almost upon us. As is our tradition, we like to give out awards before a new season to highlight some of the best moments from the previous season. And as a nod to our dope village, we call them the Dopies. A.K.A. the greatest awards show ever to exist in the history of the universe and away we go we had an international flair in season eight with nbc premier league and olympics host rebecca lowe hey rebecca's british and she's a peach she lives in the states and even got her u.s citizenship so she's a double peach which gives her a unique perspective on American culture, particularly when it is over-the-top insane, which, as we know, is quite often. Rebecca receives the Wreath Rant Award and provided us with an all-time favorite moment on Laughter Permitted. Jules, it's America, (laughs) right? So everything is a big deal. I mean, do we ever have a week where there's not something to celebrate? And by the way... When I first got here, I think I did an Instagram post about the fact that you have to have a different wreath on your door and you've got to change it every couple of weeks, right? Problem is, I've bought into it. Resist. Yeah, I, I, I can't. I'm all in. I've got a wreath on my door with friggin' witch's legs hanging off the bottom of it. And then I exchange that out for the pumpkin one next week. Then it'll be the Christmas one. Then no doubt I'll have a Valentine's Day one. Then it'll be friggin' Easter. And then some sort of spring wreath. And then we'll head into July the 4th wreath. And then we'll do a back to school wreath with like a pencil hanging off it. And that is America. Another favorite interview in season eight was Becky Hammond. I love me some Becky Hammond. Our episode with the WNBA coach had all the feels. I laughed. I cried. It was fun. It was deep at times. It was heartfelt and thoughtful. And of course, Becky had just won a WNBA championship in her first season head coaching the Las Vegas Aces. And we talked all about her journey. Yeah, I loved our time with Becky. Fun fact for those in the Dope Village, Julie broke her foot while running Uh, and listening to Becky's episode back. So please remember safety first when listening (laughs) to Laughter Permitted. It is safe to say that Becky is a warrior and she gets the That Woman Deserves a Bloody Mary at 8 a.m. award, which, tease alert, makes sense if you listen to the full episode. So go check it out. The biggest haters I've come across are probably the same ones who, like, to my face, can we get a picture? Yeah. And then, like, behind the computer screen, they're like, what a whatever. Uh Fill in the blank. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's where you got to get to the point. And this is something that really helped me with my need to be approved was not only, obviously, coming to terms with sexuality, and not just my family. It was me, too coming to terms with it, mm-hmm. right? Because when you're looked at as less than, or mm-hmm. it's always looked at as a knock 
on you. And you get to the point where it's like, well, if I stay under this rock, this rock is going to kill me. Mm. And so the danger wow. becomes now more, if I stay here, I'm going to die. And it becomes less risky to step out and just be who you are. And once you get to that spot where this is just me and you really, you let go of your expectation and wanting to be accepted in this, like, because you're at that point, mm -hmm. you can't get any lower, mm -hmm. can't get any worse. And once you hit that point, um, there's two places that are very lonely, the top and the bottom. There's a mm -hmm. lot in between, mm -hmm. but the top and the bottom are the loneliest. And you get to the point where it's like, you can ask me to come home for Christmas or not ask me to come home mm -hmm. for Christmas, but this person's coming with me, you know? And it's funny cause once I kind of turned that corner and came out from that rock for myself too, you know, I, I think a lot of times, sometimes I put it on my family, my upbringing. No, it was me mm -hmm. accepting me too. And, um, really like grabbing on to like, and that's why I'm so big on like loving people where they're at. Mm -hmm. Like it's not my job to fix you mm -hmm. or it's my job to love you. That's it. That's it. And to meet you where you are. And I've had, um, you know, people where I've, I've been with friends who are so broken, like on the floor crying, like I'm going to get down on the floor. I'm gonna cry with you. Mm. You don't have to talk. You don't have to do nothing, you know? Um, and the same with my players, like, where are you at and I'll be there with you. Mm -hmm. And I think that is, um, that's the humanity and the more powerful piece that actually at the end of the day, that's what freaking matters. That was a great interview with Becky and full transparency. We might have a little Las Vegas Aces bias in season eight because we also spoke with WNBA superstar Asia Wilson, who plays for Becky and the Aces. But I mean, it's Asia Wilson. Can you blame us? Can't blame us. Asia was awesome. And she shared with us what it meant to have, get this, her very own eight-foot statue of herself. At her alma mater, of course, the University of South Carolina. For that, Asia gets the, yep, I've got a life-size statue in my hometown. How about you? Award. The high uh, would have to be winning a WNBA championship. That's like the super, super high of my career. And uh, then, although, yeah. okay. uh, although, I mean, getting a statue, a bronze statue that's over eight feet tall before you're even 25 years old, come on. Again, I mean, yeah. the scroll goes seven yeah. blocks long. But it's funny because I actually like forget about it. We drove by it today and I was like, oh, look, like <laughs> because I don't live here. I don't like I can't live it like my parents live yeah. it like they drive by it every day. Yeah. But because I don't live here, I don't really get to see it. So like when I drive, I was like, oh, my God, I forgot I got that thing standing up there. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> it's enormous, too. And I mm -hmm. full disclosure again, it. Most bronze statues, you're like, wait, what? That's not that person. It's like a bobblehead. You're like, no, not so much. That's yeah, a great statue. Yes, yes, yes. That's yes, a great she statue. Did her thing. So yeah. Can you real quickly? I'm sorry, I'm interrupting. No, you you're again. fine. Real quickly, tell Grandma's story because when you gave your speech, when they when they uh, cut the ribbon for your statue, that was yeah. really cool. Yeah, yeah. I know. Like, uh, it's funny because my the night before when I was doing my speech or whatever, my my uncle was on the phone with my mom, and he was just like, you know, like. My, my, like grandma, well, his mom used to have to walk around 
where they're putting the statue. And I was like, wait, what? And then it clicked with me. And I was like, oh my God, people need to know that. Like, this is real yeah. history. Like, yeah. this is the history that I would love to be a part of because it's like, it's real. I think that's the right. connected with people. Like, it was a time where Black people, particularly Black women, could not walk on USC's campus. And now mm. you're having a whole statue of a Black woman. And it's like a moment where I'm just like, and I always say, normally when people get statues, either the person's dead or they knock in the door. And it's like, for me to be able to <laughs> yeah. live yeah. it and have like young kids bring up a basketball to it and like look at it and touch oh, it, yeah. like it's amazing. So yeah, that story and stuff, I was like, oh, I have to tell people because this is real. Like this is the life that we've lived. Shout out to Brandy Chastain's bronze plaque. <laughs> And for the record, if you have not Googled Brandy Chastain's bronze plaque, do so now. You're welcome. North Carolina lacrosse coach Jenny Levy made her debut on Laughter Permitted after having just won her third national championship with the Tar Heels and a world championship with Team USA. Oh, and she had just been inducted into the Lacrosse Hall of Fame. It was the year of Jenny Levy. Incredible. This episode had a little bit of everything. We talked menopause, pickleball, Zoom, decided it wanted to mute me during the Lynn game. It now knows better <laughs> than to mute me. Who would ever Good mute God. you? What yeah. I loved was hearing Jenny's approach to coaching. So with that, Jenny gets the Boom Best Definition of Integrity Award. We use our core values and we talk about our core values, which starts with integrity, goes to your relationships, goes to leadership effort, and then performance. So those five pillars. And mm. we recruit with that, which enables us really to differentiate between the great, you know, student athlete talent that's interested in Carolina. And sometimes our message and our values resonate with people and other times it doesn't. Um, so beyond like what your scholarship is going to be, do you want to be a part of this program? And do, does our language resonate with you? And if it does, then we're probably on the right track to maybe having a relationship in the future. Uh, you know, you, the other person being a student athlete for us. Um, and if it doesn't, it's okay. You know, everybody, you know, everyone's a little bit different. So there's a lot of other great programs out here that will resonate with people. But, you know, we tend to start that in the recruiting process. Actually, not tend. We absolutely start yeah. the recruiting process with some non-negotiables for us. What does integrity mean to you? How would you define it? Um, closing the gap between what you say and what you do. It's just Ooh. that simple. Yeah, right? And I hold myself to that too. So, you know, if I, and it's, you know, as our alumni base has gotten bigger, it's really important to me. Like if I say, I really want to have a dinner with, you know, the you know, 1999 class, like that we make that happen. So it's whether it's like social interaction and connecting, whether it's, you know, what I think one of the things that we do well here is we might identify three or four things for each team each year that are like critical to their development and success. And it has to be followed up. You know, a lot of people have a lot of like, they'll talk a lot about this, is what we're going to do, this is what I'm going to do. I'm like, no. let's pick like two or three things that we know that we can theme through the whole entire year and, and make sure that we're constantly talking about it. And so mm -hmm. that to me as a coach is important. And that I know is why we tend to have success. When it comes to integrity, 
World Cup champion, Olympic gold medalist, and current U.S. soccer president, Cindy Parlo Cohn, takes the prize. Cindy, it's your mama. Call me. That, that's the voicemail, by the way, that Cindy's mom used to leave at our hotel room when I was her roommate because, a little reminder, we're from the Jurassic era pre-cell phones. And now Cindy is leading U.S. soccer as its Madam President, and we spoke about what it meant to get the women's and men's teams to equal pay. For that, Cindy gets the hell yes, we finally got to equal award. Nice. And whenever 99ers are around, I make it my duty to ask for stories, which is what you'll hear in this clip. Enjoy. We have two 99ers sitting here in the same room. So on behalf of the Dope Village, I would be remiss to not get some 99ers story out of uh, uh, definitely Cindy and maybe Julie, you would be you'd be kind to actually talk about yourself every once in a while. No, <laughs> I can talk about Jules. What do you want to know? <laughs> <laughs> I got lots of stories about Jules. So maybe either a favorite 99er story or something that reflects how it's impacted you now as a leader. Oh, that's so easy. Um, so my first training session with the national team. Um, I was 17 years old, um, so of course I knew everything. Um, and Tony DeChico was our coach, and he was directing like where he wanted all the goals moved for the next part of the session. And Jules and Carla <laughs> like sprinted to the farthest goal. Oh. Thank God. To carry you're going to say something like. <laughs> you never know where my stories are going to yeah, go. Jules and Carla were like, yo, you, get it. No, exactly the opposite. You guys sprinted um, like there was a prize to who could get to the farthest goal to move. <laughs> and, and I was like. Competitive this, with our goal moving. Yeah. I'm this 17-year-old kid, and I'm like, man, these people like to move goals. I'm just going to like have a sip of water while they're moving the goals. Um but it, it took me a while and I was like, wait, no one enjoys moving goals. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, you know, I realized in that moment that they were demonstrating to me servant leadership and that no job was too big or too small for the two leaders of our team to do. Um, not only did they move a goal, because they could have easily moved the closest goal that had to go the shortest distance. They sprinted and like, I'm not just like a lazy jog. They, they literally sprinted to the goal. Like it is, this is ingrained in my memory mm -hmm. um, and carried it um, to where Tony wanted it. And so that for me was one moment. And then another one was Jules and Carla were so great at getting to know each player because, you know, if you don't invest in the people, and you don't get to know them, mm. then they're not going to listen to you. They're not going to have the, um, you're not gonna get the most out of them. And you know, leadership and telling people what they need to do or trying to push people to do things. If you don't know the people and if they don't know that you care about them, then it feels more like dictatorship than leadership. And so those two things from Jules as well as Carla have just really stuck with me. What's the quote? They don't care about what you know until they know you care. I think it's... Is that right? They don't care what you know until they know how much you care. They don't care how much you know until you, they know how, how much, much you, you care. care. That's good. Slow, clap, four, set, yay! 
We had the honor and pleasure to once again have Dr. Colleen Hacker, better known as Flash, for being a flashlight who lights our way, close out the year with us. And this was Colleen's fifth appearance. Fifth appearance on Laughter <laughs> Permitted. And frankly, I think, Lynn, we should just consider renaming the podcast to Laughter Permitted with Dr. Colleen Hacker. Yeah, I think that works. Uh, let the record show as well. I believe Colleen once again owned you, owned operative easy, word easy in the Lynn game. Easy. <laughs> I let her win. I want to be a gracious host. Wow, you are very gracious. And not only does Colleen dominate 99ers trivia, give a listen to that episode to find out what questions were asked. She always truly opens our hearts and minds. We are proud to bestow the Let Your Actions Reflect Your Values award upon her. I, like most people, feel this pull yeah. of requests mm-hmm. and time mm-hmm. demands and mm-hmm. and something's important to somebody else. Does yeah. that mean it's important to me? You know, this is somebody else's job. Does that mean that I'm now responsible for helping mm-hmm. them do their job when it's not my job? All these push-pulls, all these requests, and even when you care, it's hard to say no. Mm-hmm. And I'm not the eight millionth person to say that. So as a commitment to my intention for a, in my mind, a greater good, and this is an unattributed quote, and if somebody wants to tell me who it is, I'm all ears. So it, it's an omission of ignorance, not, not uh, from lack of acknowledgement. But this is it. Do fewer things, but do the right things and do the right things better. Mm. Do fewer things, but do the right things and do the right things better. (laughs) So I have in 2022 tried to be very intentional, targeted. There's a reason for when I say yes. And the reason isn't because somebody asked me or because it pays well or because I like the person. And I'm being serious about that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's it's hard when you like somebody to say no. It's hard when the money's good to say no. I'm just being blunt. And those don't drive my decisions. I wanna do fewer things. And at the end of those fewer things, I wanna say that I picked the right things, the one where my actions reflect my values. Mm-hmm. That's very important to me. Do my actions reflect my values? And then I want, because of that, I'm able to bring more and do more and do those intentional acts that matter to me better. That, my friends, concludes the dopies. Our intention for season nine is to bring it. We are coming in hot and strong. Season nine launches March 8th, which is also International Women's Day. And our first guest is... Cue our only other sound effect, please, Lynn. Astronaut Nicole Mann. That's right. Laughter Permitted is going to space. And I'm telling you, this one you don't want to miss. Nicole is the first Native American woman to go to space. And she played soccer at the Naval Academy. So you know she's rad because she played soccer. 
She's an F-18 fighter pilot. She got her master's in mechanical engineering at the fun institution of Stanford U- University. She's a baller. <laughs> so don't miss that one. And to everyone listening, of course, thank you for being part of the Dope Village. And you can help our community of awesomeness grow by sharing an episode with a friend, subscribing or following us, leaving a, a comment on our Apple podcast page, and basically, you know, as we say, shouting from the rooftops, your unending love for this podcast. <laughs> Seems like a very reasonable request to me, Lynn. Maybe even sing it from the rooftops. And on that <laughs> note, remember, kids, as always, sing it with us. Laughter, Laughter permitted. permitted. And at the end of those fewer things, I want to say that I picked the right things, the one where my actions reflect my values.